While there were plenty of very young and very old people to be soldiers during the Civil War, only one has the distinction of being the oldest verified mustard soldier. He was 80 years old when he enlisted. Join me today on the Ancestral Findings Podcast, and I'll talk more about his amazing story. Known as the Civil War Greybeard, Curtis King is widely believed by most historians to be the oldest soldier in the war at the age of his enlistment. When he mustered into Company H of the 37th Iowa Infantry on November 9, 1862, Curtis was an astonishing 80 years old. Born in Culpeper County, Virginia, in 1783, Curtis was the son of Revolutionary War veteran Fence King. His father's father was an immigrant to Virginia from Ireland. When his father died at age 57 from a copperhead bite, Curtis was the only son left living with his widowed mother. His only brother and two of his five sisters had moved to Ohio. He retained a lifelong hatred of snakes, as is understandable. Once his three remaining sisters married, Curtis was left alone, living with his mother, and she requested he marry too. He married young at only 19 years old to Hannah King and moved to Ohio at 21 years old. He lived there for a little over a decade, then moved to Hendricks County, Indiana, where he bought property in the town of Danville. He began a career as an active farmer, owning two farms. One of them was 80 acres. Curtis and Hannah had six sons and three daughters together. Curtis's mother moved west with him, his wife, and children, and died in Hendricks County, Indiana, at the impressive age of 103 years old. Curtis's ancient mother's name was Obedience, and she was a daughter of John Blackwell, who was descended from the Randolph family of Pocahontas fame. This made Curtis a direct descendant of Pocahontas on his mother's side of the family. Curtis's wife, Hannah, signed with an X on all documents relating to land the couple bought and sold until 1838. Curtis signed a document alone in 1841, which led historians to believe for a long time that Hannah died sometime between her last known signature and that time. However, notes supplied by the family to the Iowa GenWeb website show Curtis and Hannah divorced in Highland County, Ohio, in March of 1840. In November of 1841, Curtis remarried to 16-year-old Matilda Sharp in Hendricks County. Curtis and Matilda had nine sons and three daughters together. Shortly after marrying Matilda, Curtis and his new wife moved to Hancock County, Indiana, and finally moved to Wapello County, Iowa, where he continued his career as a farmer. After a long life of moving and farming, Curtis finally decided to answer President Lincoln's call for military men for the Civil War on the Union side, when he was 80 years old. He volunteered, but was turned away from at least two other companies because of his age. Company H, in the 37th, eventually accepted him, and he mustered in as a private. This particular regiment was unique because every man in it was more than 45 years of age. The regiment was called the Greybeards. Iowa was the only state that formed a regiment of much older men. 
It even received authorization from the Secretary of War to form such a regiment. The authorization was granted with the provision that Iowa promised these older men would only be used for guard duty. Yet, the Greybeards did see action in the war on June 5, 1864. This was when 50 men from the regiment engaged a group of Confederate guerrillas. During the engagement, two enlisted men were killed. It was the first real excitement the Greybeards had until that point in the war. What is even more remarkable about Curtis's enlistment into the Army is that, in addition to his age, he was also blind in one eye. He was still determined to fight and able to do so. His discharge papers, signed on March 9, 1863, described him as one of the most efficient men in his regiment. His physical description listed him as being six foot two inches tall, of dark complexion, and blue eyes, and not surprisingly, gray hair. A newspaper article about him that was written during the war described him as having extraordinary stamina and of enduring the fatigues and hardships of the war with much more vigor and cheerfulness than men who were younger than him by decades. The article also touched upon the remarkable longevity of his mother and claimed his grandfather King, who came from Ireland, lived to be 115 years old. It said that particular grandfather was also six feet, six inches tall, and that several of Curtis's uncles were over seven feet tall. While his mother did live to be 103 years old, some of the claims in the article about his paternal grandfather and uncles may have been embellished to make Curtis seem like he came from superhero stock, which would explain to the public his ability to be a vibrant, energetic, and effective soldier at such an elderly age. The reporter wanted Curtis to seem like a mythical figure, and an extraordinary family history did this perfectly. After being discharged from the Army, Curtis died later that same year, at the age of 81. At the time he crossed to the other side, this remarkable Civil War veteran was the father of an astonishing 21 children, the youngest of whom was only 15 months old at the time. According to notes from his family, supplied to the Iowa GenWeb website, Curtis was illiterate, never learning to read or write. However, he had extraordinary powers of memory and could easily retain a large amount of information for years or decades at a time. He claimed to be so good at memorization that he could recite every word of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with the help of his daughter, who read from the Bible and prompted him. Curtis was buried in the former William Cemetery in Wapello County, Iowa. However, the cemetery is now known as the Curtis King Memorial Cemetery in honor of this most venerable of Civil War veterans. Do you have a Jewish surname in your family tree? If so, you will want to know its origin and meaning. Knowing this allows you to know the story of this branch of your family tree. Join me next time on the Ancestral Findings Podcast, and I'll talk about what you need to know about your ancestral Jewish surnames. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you next time on the Ancestral Findings Podcast. And for further info, you can visit us at AncestralFindings.com.